Welcome back to geeking out over Star Wars, where we do just that. We geek out over Star Wars, but today we're geeking out over something that I, I, you never, you, you know, it's real. It's real. It's here. I, Obi-Wan Kenobi, I'm just saying it. I, Shamari, we're talking about it. We're talking about it. Yeah, it's here. It's here. We, we, we've been waiting for it for, uh, quite frankly, for many years, really, at this point. Um, but, you know, it's been coming. We saw the trailer. We saw, we saw the teaser first, then we saw the trailer, then, you know, it was a week away, then it was a couple days away, and now it's here. And we saw it. We saw two episodes. Two episodes. Um, yep, two, two full episodes of Obi-Wan goodness. I, I, it's one of those things that you just don't, it doesn't feel real. Like, it feels real. We just watched it. I literally finished it 20 minutes ago, the second episode. It, yeah. But it's something that I feel like we've wanted for so long. Then we hear it's going to happen, or it's in the rumor mill. Then we hear it's going to happen. It just felt like, who knows if it would? And then it did, and we got a trailer, and then we, we got a teaser, and we got a trailer, and, and now it's here. In the throes of, of Star Wars Celebration, it is two episodes dropped today, Friday, May 27th. Uh, um, I want to get right into it. I really want to get right into it. I mean, we could obviously preamble Star Wars celebrations going on right now. We're obviously gonna we're gonna save that for another episode because there's lots of little announcements that we're gonna talk about that we're both very excited about. Um, why are we not there? I don't know. That's this feels like a massive failure on our part and like something we're obviously gonna rectify next year. Yes. Um, but but we're not. I want to go straight into Kenobi. Uh, I'm fresh out of it. And I guess I have a lot of thoughts and we're not going to go like beat by beat because I didn't take any notes. We're just going to kind of talk about a lot of the stuff that came up. But right off the bat, how like general sense, how are you feeling after these first two episodes? I can't wait. I need more. I need more episodes. It's yes. so good. Yes. Um, you know, like it is. I mean, you, you get this. So it's funny because I was talking about it with my brother. And because he called me right to see, he did the same thing. Basically, he called me right when when he <laughs> right when he finished. And, you know, to start, of course, uh, to, for me, it was Ewan McGregor. Right. The first thing he said, and I totally agree. It's like he never left. Just right back on the saddle. Just right back on the saddle. Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's it's just, you know, he was great in the is great in the prequel trilogy. And he's great here. He, he is Obi-Wan Kenobi. And it, you know, so so he was fantastic. The story is great. I love the kind of the Leia centric kind of arc that we're getting now. Um, it's so well written. It's so so well written, and you know, and it's just you you get the so, the the sense of solitude that you would expect from an Obi Wan Kenobi story. Uh, particularly in that first episode, not much happens, but you do get that. You get that sense heavily in the first episode. Um, you know, so yeah, I love it. I love it. I want more. I do have some minor negatives. I do have. I do have some, but but overall, it's it's great, and I can't wait to see more. I I have a couple minor negatives too, and so like we'll definitely get into those nitpicks later because it, it uh, definitely definitely minor. Nothing that really takes away from the show um, whatsoever. Uh, and I also have some questions because um, there were a couple things that happened. I went, wait, what? So, who, wait, what? Um, that'll be interesting. That'll be safe. 
Uh, right off the bat, and I'm obviously coming off the high of just having watched it, but I think this is the best Star Wars that I've seen in years. In in years. Since for me, honestly, I, again, two episodes, and obviously I can't judge an entire six-episode series by two episodes, but if it continues down this path, and these the rest of these next four episodes are just as good as the first two, I think it's better than Mando, I think it's better than Book of Boba Fett, I think it's better than Rise of Skywalker. Right, like, I... I just think it is. I think it's better than Bad Batch, though it's really hard to compare, like, just pure, pure animation to other kinds of storytelling. But, I, absolutely floored by these first two episodes. There's that that solitude, that loneliness, this this guy who really is cut off from the Force. Oh, well, you know what, before, before I even get more into this, full spoilers. Like, it's obviously in the... It's in the it's it's in the it's in the episode description, though I know not everybody reads an episode description before they click play on a podcast, so I feel like that's important. Uh, full full spoilers. You haven't seen it yet. What are you doing? Please go watch it. Yes, obviously you need to be like before you spoil it for yourself. You obviously just should be watching it in general. So please, please go watch it. We implore you. Um, that being said, he's cut off from the force, and it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, he is a man defeated. Yeah, he he is. You know, we I I very much we play into this. Who does who did we most recently see like that? Luke. We yeah. we most recently saw Luke like that in The Last Jedi, and it's an aspect of that story that I really loved. Now, I don't think this is going to be as controversial as that, right? Because, no, uh, you know, it's Obi-Wan, and it's, yeah. it's Ewan McGregor. And again, it makes sense. Yeah, he that's, has, that's what he did. <laughs> yeah, that's what he did. He, 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 he didn't do anything. He didn't. He, he, he had to turn off everything that made him a Jedi, not just, and not just the forest, the compassion, the sticking up for the underdog and for other people and, and just fighting for what's right. He had to stop. Doesn't mean he can't fight, by the way, which he proved second episode. That was great also. But he, he is a man that is, that goes about his day, stays under, under the radar, low profile, and spends each day going to his job, going home, eating, Going out to check on Luke, and repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat. Um, I, I will say right at the beginning of that first episode, they had me. I we you and I are both prequelists. To watch them like recap the prequel saga. Oh my god! It just it, in such an epic it, fashion. It, it tone perfectly. Absolutely perfectly. You got the highs. You got the relationship between the characters, and you got the crushing defeat. In Revenge of the Sith, that and perfectly I, sets and, up the tone. And like, and I'm sure you have too. I've seen the prequels a, a million, a million, million times. Yeah. I, I didn't really need the recap, but I thought it was so good for maybe someone that did need the recap, maybe. Um, and it was a, it was a great recap, and it just set the tone perfectly for the show. And um, I also thought it set the tone for, and I guess I'll just jump into it. I thought it set the tone for Qui Gon to show up as well. Um, I still think he is going to show up, even though he didn't show up. Oh man, the multiple mentions we get in that first episode. Yes, where he goes, if I, if I, if if ever a time I needed you, master, it'd be now. Yeah, or, you know, it's like, oh my god, he had yeah. like he has to come. Oh, he, he will. One hundred percent, he will. I it that 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 intro that recap just it's like you said, it's all about tone, and this whole thing is yeah. oozing tone. Like I, I got to tell you, it feels very much like a unified, cohesive story yep. like this yeah. is I, it, more so than mandalorian which i feel like worked very hard especially you know jumping out the gate with its first season that they felt like they needed to include all of these elements from different 
from different places. So you can be like, ooh, ah, and to kind of get you excited again, right? Here, this is like, they know the story they're telling. This is this is a singular vision. I love that it's one director. I love, I think Deborah Chow's fantastic. Um, I like that opening sequence. So we move past the, we move past the intro, right? And then that next opening sequence was absolutely phenomenal. The younglings with the younglings, yes, in in the temple with the Jedi, and and we get this almost—it's not entirely one shot, but it's like one this tracking shot as yeah. they run through a section of the temple, and she's protecting them, and um, you know that it, it's it's very interesting whether or not that com- those younglings come into play at all, and or whether or not it was just to kind of show the brutality of Order sixty six. I think it does both because I don't think it was just a throwaway thing, um, mm-hmm. but the way that's shot. It's just like it's so effective, and then when they pan out and we see the whole temple, you know, the both the bridge and then underneath and the the Jedi fighting the clone troopers, like you just know that they very much like to play into the tragedy of Order sixty six. Um, but I yep. think this work it works so well here. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh my god, it worked so well. I was just I was. Uh, I think it's safe to say my eyes were glued to the TV screen um, when that was going on. I thought Anakin was going to show up um, during that scene. So did I. So did I. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, are we going to see like an Anakin Vader lightsaber battle? Like, is that what I'm going to see right now? Is this really what's going to happen right now? And it didn't happen. I was like, okay. Alright, so you know, that, that would have been cool, but that's fine. But it was, it was still great to see. Great to see. And again, Disney Lucasfilm has mined Order sixty six a few times already, um, yeah. and it, it happened in um, Mando season two when we see I think it was season two where Grogu gets the uh, most recently Grogu sees we get a vision of Grogu um, being protected. It yeah. seems in the temple during Order sixty six. Um, I it works very well here. So then we we jump to Obi Wan. We see what he's doing. He's a man that's just broken. He is trying to stay under the radar. Yeah. We get one interaction between him and Owen, and it is perfect. It's yeah. perfect. Uh, the 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 everything that Owen throws right in Obi Wan's face, like oh, you want to trade him like you did his father, like you did Anakin. Look what you did. And Owen really, I I I got to tell you, I loved in this very small bit we got, and I'm hoping we get more later. But in this very small bit we got, I loved Joel Edgerton here because he like when he's first yelling Luke at the beginning. When Obi Wan first sees him through the um through the the the, the viewer the binocular thingy, yeah. um like he sa- it also sounds like the way that the original actor who played Owen I, I forgot who it is in A New Hope sounded when he called for Luke, right? Oh, and then straight from there the gruff the gruffer voice the lower tone, uh, it just worked perfectly and I loved seeing Obi Wan. We all knew that Obi Wan was going to, uh. It, he was going to be broken, and we were—he was going to have to face and confront a lot of the things that that happened, the failure that he consi- yeah. he considers a failure. Um, so that's 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 happening on Tatooine, right? Now here's the kicker. This is what I want to talk about, and I I need to hear what you're thinking. I we you had speculated on your show that a certain young character would show up, you know, here there, you know, it makes sense to show them. He's so focused on Luke. We, this is one. Skywalker twin. Where's the other? And lo and behold, not only does Princess Leia make a cameo. No, 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 no. Princess Leia is the entire catalyst and storyline. Yes. 
for this show. I what? And it, it and it's a fantastic decision, um, for multiple reasons. So Leia is just a very lovable character, just in the first place, right? I see Leia, I love it, right? So that's just immediate draw for me. I'm like, all right, I'm interested. I want to see this. Seeing her on Alderaan made me want to read Leia, Princess of Alderaan again. Mm-hmm. So now I want to get back into that world again because I haven't done that in several years. So oh, seeing gonna... Alderaan, man. Oh my god, oh. how cool is that? I mean, now it makes me want again. It makes me want to just jump right back into that book, and it makes me want to just see more and hear more about Alderaan. So that was really cool. Um, but you know, so that was that was just nice, just from an aesthetic standpoint, from a character standpoint. And every time I saw Leia and Obi Wan together and him saving her, it just made me think of that hologram from A New Hope, where yes. she asked Obi Wan for help. Oh, like, when they, oh. you're my only hope, Obi Wan. And it's not just that she knows Obi Wan from Old Bale told me about this guy, you know, Obi Wan. It's no, like Obi Wan saved her before, and she knows he's a Jedi Knight. He's a strong Jedi Knight that has saved my life before. Now I'm just like these are dots I didn't know needed to be connected, or should have been connected, but it's being connected here so perfectly well. It's just great. Well, in a way, right, like, it could have felt a Leia appearance, or an appearance by any of, I want to say any character, right? Any character. Could have felt very forced here. It could have felt like, oh, we're including it. Oh, it's this time period. They would be so excited to see Leia. They'd be so excited to see Bail Organa. But no, it perfect. It, it flows so seamlessly. And this is, like, down to editing and directing as well. It flows so seamlessly into the into seeing where they set up and she's getting ready but she's actually playing a trick right on her parents and she doesn't want to go to this this meeting or whatever it is with her with the other organas that are visiting from off world and so she it's fantastic and she's inquisitive and she's intuitive and she's curious and she's smart she's smart well beyond her years i I love it when obi-wan asks how old are you Oh, that was, man, that was fantastic. It's a great, and you know what? And I can see people, I, you know, I obviously the entire thing is going to get a, we're jumping around a little bit. The entire thing is going to have an air of an acceptance just because it's you and McGregor and it's Obi-Wan. And, and I think it, it's going to be a less critical lens than maybe something else. I feel like I, I, you would start to see people. I, the only thing I would be worried about. And it's not on the show. It would be actually fan reaction. People being upset that they're pairing another older character with a younger character and having to do that whole, you know, I forget what you call it, but like a, you know, like a caretaker kind kind of thing has right. to save and bring bring the character back, which we saw like with Mando, right? With with yeah. Din Djarin and Grogu. Um, I don't think it's going to be like that at all. I really think it's going to go a different direction, and I think everyone's going to be okay with it. But I was just curious as to if anybody would have that reaction. I don't. Because I think it's beautiful. I think they play off each other so well. And more than that, they play off each other's history, right? Like what it, it's these are characters with history, whether she knows it or not, right? Like when, when in the second episode, we're jumping around, but in the second episode where he goes, you remind me of, you know, a certain someone I know who she was a leader. And I, I, I was ready to tear up, man. I was ready to tear up as he's talking about Padme. So it feels when he said a certain someone, I was like, oh, my God, start choking up immediately. Man, 
multiple times throughout both these episodes, I was ready to like tear up because I'm just I, overwhelmed with emotion. But that's fantastic, and that's why I think the two of them are going to work so well together. If they're even together the whole series, which I, I suspect they will be. It's only six episodes, um, so I su- suspect they'll be together for at least most of it. Um, but we see her on Alderaan, and of course, on Tatooine, there was another Jedi. I'm jumping around. There was another Jedi who's being hunted by the Inquisitors. Now, this is where we get the three Inquisitors that are the main Inquisitors of the show. Um, we have, what is it, the fifth brother, it's right? Better. We have the Grand Inquisitor, who very curious about. And then we also have Reva, who is the third sister. Am I correct? Yes. Okay. Another Inquisitor that was like that showed up as well. I don't know who that one was, though. No, I'm not sure. The the two like the 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 tail, the two. Um, what is it? They look like pigtails, like braids. Yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, I I don't I'm not entirely sure who that is, but she shows up in the second, though. She's not as she hasn't played as pivotal a role yet. Yes. Um, but Reva is very much on the hunt for Obi-Wan. Yes. And to the point of obsession, this isn't, this isn't just an Inquisitor trying to find a Jedi. No, to yes. the point of obsession. And we, we don't get glimpse necessarily as to why her, but we know that she knows Vader. She knows Vader, I would say, more so than most of the other Inquisitors. The fact that she refers to him as Anakin Skywalker and says... He will, you know, like, he's been searching for you. Like, they've been searching for him. More so than anyone, it feels like. Yeah, yeah it's, very, it's very strange. I'm wondering what her backstory is. It's very, because she's clearly very connected to Obi-Wan, which I guess may connect her to Anakin. Uh, she may have a connection. I feel like she may have a flashback that goes back to both Anakin and Obi-Wan. Right. I don't know. I would, um, if I had to put money on it, I'd say that's what it is. That, like, she knows both, but, you know, yeah. at least she's an Inquisitor now. Yeah, well, I, I mean, that, 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 may, that may be what, um, what the deal is. So, it's, so yeah, um, you know, I'm very, very curious about her backstory. That, I think that's, kinda, that's kind of going to be an, a hidden gem in, in this story. I think so. I think so. I, I, I think it's needed, and I think we start to see the cracks a little bit in the second episode, where we we hear her and we why is she so overly ambitious? A little bit to the, like like it's a little too much. Why why? Yeah. Um, to see the conflict with the fifth brother, I thought was great. I thought he I thought the fifth brother looks great. Sounds great, by the way. Um, I very happy with that. Um, with with him, that was fantastic. But obviously, to get Obi Wan. She decides to hire mercenaries or bounty hunters to kidnap Leia um, on Alderaan, knowing that Obi-Wan, she doesn't know anything about Leia. She's, they're all completely oblivious to, to who Leia actually is. But because Obi-Wan had a connection to Bail Organa, that she felt like Bail would reach out to Obi-Wan, which he does, to go rescue Leia, which he reluctantly does. Um, um, and so that's really how the first episode ends. Um, he, you know, he, he's reluctant at first. He doesn't want to. He says he's not the person he was. That it's been 10 years. He's not the person he was. We know he doesn't say as much, but we know that he's cut off from the force. Um, and that, that he is away from that. And he, he says a part of him that he, it's the boy. I got to watch over the boy. Who's going to watch over the boy? But Bell calls him out immediately. Immediately. Yeah. And is like, listen, man, we know that's not the reason. You failed. Yes, we made mistakes, you failed. But we have right. to move on. That's in the past. 
Like, there's no point sitting here sulking. My daughter needs your help. Oh, by the way, the message that he and Breha, uh, Breha, like, send to Obi-Wan yeah. that echoes that whole, we need your help, Obi-Wan, yeah. and the, oh, man, just so, just so perfect, so perfect. Um, but Obi-Wan does agree, and now he is off to, what's the name of the planet, please help me. I don't, I don't know offhand. I want to say Dayu. But okay, so that's the end of the first episode. Are you, were you excited going to the second one? Obviously, even though obviously you already pressed, you know, just proceed to the next episode. But were you excited? Duh. Yes, I was. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I um, because I knew Leia was going to be central to that episode as well. And I didn't know we were going to get this much Leia. So, uh, so, so yeah, I was really excited. And you and McGregor had been, uh, he was great in the first episode. Um, you know, I thought the Inquisitors were great in the first episode. The Grand Inquisitor, who I was very concerned about, um, and still am to some degree. I'll get to that. Uh, but he looked and sounded way better than I thought. I think they touched him up a little bit. Right? They oh. touched up his eyes a little bit. And even if they didn't touch up the vis- like visually and aesthetically, he yeah. the sound. He the sounds sound, good. it worked. Yeah. He sounds good. He it's has a commanding good. presence. He does. He does. It works. What they did with him, it it, it works. Um much better than it, it looked in the gen sounded in the trailers. I would be oh, very yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but it worked. I was very impressed. I was fully ready to come on this show and say I was wrong. My fears were reasonable, but we're wrong. He looks and sounds good. And, you know, and of course we'll get to what happens to him, but, <laughs> but we'll get there. I want to jump there because I'm so, I'm so, I, well, I'm not going to yet. Cause there's a whole bunch that happens on the planet. Ready? Dayu. D-A-I-Y-U. Um, a, a, a planet that very much wears its neon Blade Runner aesthetic on its sleeve. Very like, much so. It's like Narshada. Yeah, it, very much so. Yes, yeah, like a Narshada. Um, which I still would love to see on screen, by the way. Oh, yeah. They, um, they, they, should, they should have done Narshada a long time. They really should have done Narshada. I, I don't know why it's taken so long to get Narshada on screen. It makes no sense. But, point being, he travels to Narshada. The bounty hunters and mercenaries have brought the girl to Narshada, waiting, just luring him in um, to, to essentially be able to, to gang up on him and for the Inquisitor, for Reva, Reva to be able to, um, to grab him. Now, this is where Obi-Wan, in his search for Leia, comes across what I was a little up and down on. Oh, okay. And that was Kumail Nanjiani's... Um, uh, the character is Haja, who is a common con man who is masquerading as a Jedi. Um, I, I'll be honest. The episode felt like there, it, it worked. And I think his, the wrap-up to his story... Well, I don't know if it's the wrap-up story. Where he ends up at the end of the episode, I actually really like. I just think the, it felt like a little bit of a tonal switch when we got like, Nanjiani's very on-brand kind of humor. Like that's like that right. that was that wasn't Star Wars. That was Nanjiani. It won one if you've ever watched anything he's yeah. in. <laughs> um if you've watched most recently The Eternals, right? Um yeah. if you've ever watched The Big Sick, which phenomenal movie, I really recommend you watch that. It's just like that's just his brand of comedy. And it took me not out of it. And I still think it leads to a really cool moment with Obi-Wan, who's like, you can tell it's not the Force, and he knows it's magnets, and it's, he's being a con man. But 
Um, what did you, uh, how'd you feel about Haja? I actually liked it. Um, okay. Yeah, I didn't mind that at all. I thought it was pretty funny. Because, um, of course, he's funny. Um, well, yeah, lo- okay, let me, like, let me also, I, I didn't love that. I felt like it didn't fit completely, but I did also find him funny. Like, so, like, I, I, I'm one of those people who's going to moan and whine about it a little bit, but obvi- I did actually find him funny. So, like, I feel like I need to say that. Right. But continue. Well, yeah, I didn't mind it. I, re- I really didn't. I hear what, I do definitely hear what you're saying. It, it, I, I would agree. It probably, it definitely was a tonal shift. But I didn't mind it at all. And I think, I think probably what helped is that Ewan stepped in and was Obi-Wan the whole way through. I was like, this is exactly how Obi-Wan would react to this situation. And and it's also something that I could see happening, you know, like there are Jedi, definitely Jedi con men out here, like conning people on planets like Dite, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty funny. So, yeah, I actually I actually like that scene in his character. It wasn't too much to where I was like, all right, I mean, we got to get back to the story. You know, it was just, you know, he was there. He had his moment to also at the end. So I, I thought it fit pretty well. I, I will say, though, that it was a small enough dose that they didn't linger on it, that it yeah. felt like it was like, all right, when are we going to get back to the story? No, Obi-Wan enters pretty quickly, goes searching for Leia, finds Leia, uh, well, well, takes out some, you know, is ganged up and, and, you know, beaten up, not completely, but I, I will say there he has a little fight scene that felt so much like what we saw in the Clone Wars of Obi-Wan. When when he he has so he's not using the force right and so on his way to get Leia he has to fight the Zabrak and um, this other this this other human and he, and there's just this moment where he goes to grab the head of the Zabrak after like punching him or something and there are horns on the Zabrak and he throws him and he goes ah oh, my hands and it was just very funny it felt very Obi Wan felt very Obi Wan I, I I don't know if you picked up on that but that felt so much like. Obi-Wan with who's like his he always has like those little lines like yeah. here and there while he's being serious and fighting. And I just thought that was a fantastic moment. I don't know if you caught that, but it, yeah, I, I didn't it catch caught that. my ear. Yeah. Yeah. It uh, caught my ear. Yeah, I, I didn't catch that. That I did enjoy the fight scene nonetheless, though. Yeah, it, oh, it was awesome to yeah. see him do some hand to hand combat too. Yes, it was. Um, yeah, that was very awesome. And again, like you said, it showed that he could still fight. You know, he is a Jedi. Yeah. Um, you oh, know, yeah. he's still trained. He's still much better at, at just any kind, really any kind of combat than the average person. Um, so yeah, I thought that was really cool to see. I so he finds Leia. He he gets the gets the jump on the other guys. Thank you to some some very convenient spice in his pocket from that was placed earlier in the episode. Um. Uh, he he gets Leia. He escapes, and here we get where the two of them first start off a little bit. They start off good, then they're on shaky ground, and they split up because Leia doesn't trust him. You know he's hiding something from her, and she can sense that he's hiding something. Which, by the way, she senses a lot of things in these episodes. Do you notice? She, she does a lot of sensing. She does do a lot of sensing. Like like very intuitive. Like knows more than just because it's politics or hearsay or she's smart. I'm just saying. Like a little hints of the force here or there. Very, uh, very tiny, subtle. I'm just saying. Possibly. Just saying. But, um, so here's where the, the chase felt a little inorganic, I will say. 
Um, all the bounty hunters, Reva is confronted by the Grand Inquisitor and the Fifth Brother again, who are, you know, very upset at her for causing this commotion. Uh, she takes it one step further. She puts Obi-Wan's face out on for every bounty hunter and Dayu to see and to collect on. And so we have bounty hunters going after Leia. Leia running from Obi-Wan because she doesn't trust him. Feels like he's hiding something, especially after she finds out the bounties for him. Um, we have Reva trying to track them. And then, of course, that whole thing, we have the Grand Inquisitor and Fifth Brother trying to track him. Um, and that's where we get this this big rooftop scene culmination where Leia falls off after um, after falling. She falls off the building and Obi-Wan reconnects with the Force and he reaches out and he saves her. Um, how did you feel at this moment? Oh, loved it. Loved it. Yeah. Perfect moment. Perfect scene. Um, yeah. You know, I, it was just... It was just great, and and I think everything just everything about that was great. Just the look of Obi Wan, he's just so tired <laughs> after everything going on, but him finally connecting back with the Force and and being able to to of course save Leia, and um, you know her seeing that no, he is a Jedi Knight, and that she should trust him. Um, yeah, it was. It, yeah, honestly, it was just a great scene. It was just really, really well done. And like I said, just really, really well written all around. You know, um, yeah, I'm glad that that they were kind of able to resolve the whole trust thing because I thought that that could have run on a little bit too long as well. But no, he was able to save her and and, um, and all that as well. Yeah, she trusted him. I, I'm very happy they didn't let that i i've seen series that could run on to be an entire plot point and i'm really glad it didn't yeah i'm really glad they wrapped it up very quick she trusts him that was it boom bada bing bada boom um kumail nanjiani's haja comes back into the picture and 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 actually proves to be a, a pretty good guy who just wants to actually do better after making mistakes in the world and he gives obi-wan and leia a way out to use this automated transport um and in some very high up after trans like after um transport in and out of the um the city was closed because of the inquisitors so they get up there and who's on their tail except reva and and we get this very tense showdown as as obi-wan tells leia to to run to the transport and to leave without him if he doesn't make it and we get this big showdown and this is where we find out where that we both mentioned earlier that she knows Anakin is Vader and Vader is Anakin and that they are searching for her for for Obi-Wan. They have not stopped searching for 10 years. But you know who didn't know that Anakin was still alive? Obi-Wan. No clue. Yeah. No clue. And the hurt and shock in his yeah. face. Yep. Ewan McGregor, you are a you are you are the best of Star Wars. I just it I absolute perfection in Ewan McGregor's acting, one hundred percent. Yeah, I, it, was, it was great. I mean, it was, it was fantastic. He did such a good. He did such a, and you could see it. And it's all just in his face. It's all he, there. Yeah, he's like, oh man, he didn't know, and he's like, no it just hits you and you just like, oh, he didn't know. And, you know, like, I feel like there's a side of things, a side of 
of the Star Wars camp that could kind of look at it and be like, wow, 10 years, he really had no clue. But, like, this guy went straight to Tatooine exactly. after Yoda was like, I'm done. I can't. I'm here. I'm protecting. He probably wasn't watching the news very much. The places wow. he was staying didn't even get the news, it seemed. He's not talking to anybody. He's literally just no. a crazy old wizard. He is. He's a crazy old wizard. They don't talk to him. No one talks to him. Nope. No one talks to him. He lives alone. Um, yep. he, 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 yeah, all of that. So he's like, it makes sense that he has no clue. But we get this moment where, you know, they're actually Reva and Obi-Wan. She hasn't completely got him yet. Very close. The Grand Inquisitor, um, intercedes. And, well, Reva stabs him. Yeah. Like, with her lightsaber. And obviously not dead, right? Because we're assuming this is the same exact Grand Inquisitor that we've been seeing in Rebels, right? That's what we're assuming. So this is this I had an issue with, right? Okay. So, yeah, so this was kind of the biggest kind of issue for me. Um, so I'm, I'm in, and I've seen this scene a few times now. And I mean, she cuts him right through. You know, and it's not I'm, I, I, I've seen it like a few times like he's she stabs him through with the lightsaber like I was like and look, we've seen people, of course, Maul invaders that survived some pretty horrifying wounds, <laughs> you know, so we know force users are very resilient. So it's definitely possible. Of course, he comes back. Um, uh, But just the way he went out, I'm like, I mean, my goodness, this is the Grand Inquisitor. You know, and this is how he just lets his guard down and just he just gets stabbed by his underling. So and look, I, I don't love I'm not so in love with the Grand Inquisitor's character that I'm like, you know, really offended by it or anything. But it's just, you know, it's just it's not, it's just I don't know. It's just kind of it's kind of lame. Feels you know? inconsistent with the character. Yeah. You know, it's like I didn't I didn't expect that from him. No, you know, this, it was not. So I didn't I, I just just in general that alone, I don't love. Um, as for what they, how he comes back, and I'm, I'm assuming he comes back and this isn't just retconning rebels, um, that, I mean, I'm just picturing, I hope he comes back similar to how Maul came back because, because whenever I think about him coming back, I imagine him like, you know, his underlings like dragging him, like bring me to my soft trip, you know, and what they take him back to the inquisitor lair and they're like putting him back together or stitching him up. It's, it's so just kind of pathetic <laughs> you know it's like like he has to like crawl back and like defeat reva like that's kind of what i need to almost need to see from him otherwise he was kind of a really pathetic character in this series uh, i i agree so i don't i don't know i i feel like he kind of needs a mallish kind of return of you know he needs to come back and like defeat reva or i guess she needs to die somehow i guess Oh, she's dead at the end of the series. Yeah, I feel like she's gonna die. Oh, but like, I but like, you know, is he just gonna be the guy that just you know got stabbed by Riva, and just you know he got patched up and and now he's the Grand Inquisitor again, just with no cape? Like, is that is that what happened? So that's that's my biggest issue with this whole with both of these episodes was just that sequence. I was like, ooh, what? You know, I, so, I, don't know. I I agree. I agree. I think it's definitely inconsistent with the character that we've come to know yeah. through Rebels, yeah. um, who was a, you know, elite Jedi Temple guard, right? Like, and, yeah, right. And I mean, you know. to to be to be taken out. Now we know the Inquisitors are powerful, and and yes. I gotta say it's more likely 
a narrative choice because I, I, what it does is it really removes in in the grand inquisitor in the structure of power in the empire would really be the go between for anything happening on the ground anything happening with the inquisitors and then having to report the vader right removing the grand inquisitor from that equation allows vader for this particular arc, this moment in time, to have to be more personally involved. So I feel like, in a way, it was... it His inclusion, the Grand Inquisitor's inclusion, was to, to fit in with Star Wars and to show, you know, the Inquisitors and what they do and, and you know, their purpose and all that, and to set up Reva. But then also getting rid of him so quickly and so... Well, kind of lazily. Uh, is... is to kind of just streamline the amount of characters, the go-between, you don't have to worry about Inquisitor, we're going to get Anakin. We know we're getting Darth Vader, I should say. Um, so it feels like we. she now has a direct link. She doesn't have to go through the bureaucratic process of having to go to her superior, the Grand Inquisitor, to report on blah 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 blah. Um, so I feel like that's that's what I'm taking away from it. Um, I could be wrong. Yeah, I, don't I, feel, know. I, feel like, I feel like that's what they did in Rebels, too. Like Rebel season one, Grand Inquisitor died, and then Vader was the villain. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, which, by the way, was great in season two. And it was, yeah, it was. Yeah, the it way worked. they handled that was very well done. Um, you know, in a lot of ways, though, I feel like that fits with the Grand Inquisitor's character. I'm thinking about it, right? Like, and I'm, I don't remember much, but I always feel like he was kind of this stepping off, like stepping up stone, stepping off stone, that for like a grander purpose, and that he was just a cog in the machine, really. That, that, like, if I'm remembering correctly from Rebels, it's been literally years since I've watched that first season. Um, but I think that it removes him off the board. They can get where they want to with who they want to much quicker and more efficiently. Um, now, the only thing we see later is Obi-Wan gets back into the ship. He escapes with Leia, and Obi-Wan is clearly rattled. All in the face, beautiful acting, Ewan McGregor, all in the face, and we hear him say one word as the camera pans out very slowly. Anakin. And then we jump to and we we got Hayden Christensen in his back to tank. In the back to tank. In the back to tank. His his whole his whole therapeutic healing recovery routine. Uh you know, all the tubes coming in and out of him. Um and talk about a chilling moment. Um, to and so perfectly edited, so perfectly edited from Obi Wan whispering Anakin to, and then we're right there with with Vader, man. Oh, chills, chills, dude, chills, chills all over. Just how am I gonna wait a week? It's gonna be these next few weeks are gonna be so torturous, so torturous. I have to wait a whole week. For um, which I don't know. Do do we actually even have to wait a whole week for the next episode? We, I, oh, that's a great question. That's a really good question. I, I you know I'm not entirely sure. Let me look at that real, real quick. But okay. I, either but way, a wait for yeah, any kind of wait is too much of a wait. Yeah, it's too much. It's like I just I want the next episode immediately. As as do I. I, I, I oh man, I I'm I oh wow okay no, we don't have to wait a week. Is it coming Wednesday? It is coming Wednesday. Oh, nice. I love it. That's beautiful. <laughs> okay. I'm and very excited. 
Oh, that is that is that has that has me giddy. Okay, that has me giddy. That has me. I don't have to wait. Oof. Okay. All right. Sorry. We're obviously excited. Um. Yes. Did I miss anything? Is there um, anything else that stuck out to you that you wanted to talk about? You know, this ended up being more of a breakdown, oh. like scene by scene, than I thought it'd be. I I guess because it was so fresh in my mind, I was able to just go through it. But yeah, probably. Um. So, so just a couple of notes for me. Um, I thought Moses Ingram was fantastic as Reva. Yes. He's really good. Yes. He's really good as Reva. I like this character. She's already one of my favorite Inquisitors. I'm sure her backstory is going to be very engaging as well. Um, and I think, actually, I actually think the Leia storyline is going to wrap up pretty quickly in the next episode. That's my prediction. Yeah. Okay. Um, I could be wrong, but I I think they're gonna wrap it up with a bow, and then, and we'll get something more Vader centric. Like Vader, Vader is gonna be tipped off to Obi Wan's presence, and that's gonna cause a whole kind of brouhaha. Um, Mm -hmm. and that that's kind of where the story is gonna focus on going forward. That's that's why I'm thinking. Um, because I don't I don't really know I don't really see why. I mean, unless, I mean, and I think, you know, I think Leia going on this kind of longer, much more dangerous um, kind of thing with Obi-Wan. I just, I don't know why I feel like, I feel like, I feel like that is, um, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, I could see them just kind of dropping her off, you know putting the lid on that story and then moving on to just kind of Obi-Wan Anakin. Yeah, I can see that happening. I can see that happening. I, I would say, I don't know if by next episode, I think by four, but they could, Mm -hmm. it could very much be like where they split it up into two distinct halves where it's the search and rescue for Leia. And then I don't know the Anakin Obi-Wan like cat and mouse then showdown. Um, right. I, they could, that could be, I, that very well might, if I actually had to put money, I'd probably say that is what's going to happen. Um, but, but that, that works. Yeah. Um, I am also very glad that most of the shots that we saw in the trailer, we already saw. Uh, yes, that is true. I'm very happy about that. So I, I have no idea what the heck we're going to see. We know we're going to see the, the, um, Inquisitorious, um, and yeah, the castle, yeah. Yeah, the castle. And and just a few shots of like more troopers. I think we might see some death troopers maybe, but um but that's it. That's really all we know. The, that's you know, and we're gonna see more lightsaber stuff, but that's it. And Vader's gonna show up. That's all we know. So I'm this is, everything else is totally new. Very, very exciting. Yeah, we're a little bit in the dark in the best way possible. We have no clue what's coming up next, but I haven't com- like complete faith. They these two episodes really knocked it out of the park. So, um give like if you had to you know, I don't like giving scores, we're only two episodes in. Right? But if you had to rate these first two episodes, what would you give it? I'd give it a 9 out of 10. Oh, um, yes. I mean, Hell it's yes. Obi-Wan. You know, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Featuring is starring Obi Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor. I mean, almost that alone gives it a nine out of ten. But everything else on top of it is just like the icing and the cake. I mean, we're getting we got the Leia story, we have a Leia story, we have uh, 
we're getting Vader, we have Inquisitors, we have, um, you know, CD kind of underworld planets and bounty hunters. Um, I mean, it's it's just great. It's it's what I would want. Um, I'm I just can't wait. I just I just want to see more. <laughs> I I don't think I could agree anymore. I easy nine out of ten. I'd say nine nine and a half out of ten. Honestly, I would. I think it's a, I think it's the best Star Wars we've had in years. I think it's the best. It's the it's this. I've outside of I want to say. Episode five of Book of Boba Fett, that which was the first Mando episode, yeah. or episode four, was the last yeah. thing that like really like really got me. Um, and there are pieces of Mando season one and two, but I gotta say this consistently, completely jaw on the floor, awestruck in wonder. I haven't been since the Last Jedi. I haven't. It's I uh, like and- is. I feel like this is the most. For me, I'll say I feel like this is the most Star Wars thing. Yes, I've seen. That's probably this the adjective. Right? This is the most Star Wars thing I've seen in such a long time. This is going to be very. This like, is going to be kind of highly controversial statement, but in <laughs> for for some reason, for me, this is very much a personal thing. A lot of the time with Mando and Book of Boba Fett, it has felt very much like trying to feel like Star Wars. Sometimes, and yeah. much of the time it works. Most of the time it works. Yeah. But sometimes it doesn't. But it does feel more... It feels more like trying. It does. Here, it's achieved unequivocally. Yeah. It yep. is... Like I'm watching the movies. I feel like I'm watching the movies. I really feel like I'm watching the movies. And I haven't felt... I Again, like I said, I haven't felt like that in so long. I think we're watching the movies. I think it it has the perfect blend of prequel... And, you know, old yes. school era, I, it is the perfect blend. Um, I think Deborah Chow was the perfect director for this. I think she's absolutely knocking out of the park. I think by the end of this series, this will go down as the best of the Star Wars series so far. Though very, very excited for Andor, by the way. But that's for another episode. Yeah, um, uh, but I think this will go down as right now, like the best Star Wars. I think hands down, most of the fandom would probably agree that this is some of the best Star Wars that we've had since Disney purchased Lucasfilm. Hands down. I feel like that's going to be one of those things that we all celebrate. I think it definitely is so far. I mean, I I, I feel like... um, I mean, look, everyone has their different opinions. To me, it feels like this definitely is. Um, And I will say that look, people have their different things that they like in Star Wars, which is another thing that I just love about Star Wars just in general. But I'm I'm just more attached to like the Jedi, you know, the Force kind of storylines. Mm-hmm. Some people love the bounty hunter storylines. Maybe they were more attached to Mando, more attached to Boba Fett, and that's all well and good. And I think that's great. I'm more attached to like the lightsabers, the Force. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Not to cut you, I'm so sorry. Was that Tamara Morrison? Oh, sitting down? Yeah. yeah that yes, was it was. As a clone trooper. 100,000%. That was Tamora Morrison as a... That was retired. a fantastic moment. That was so... That was, that was, it, it was seamless. It was perfect. It was amazing. I was just like... What? The homeless war vet? Like, homeless he, he's vet. trying to get money? Oh. I, and I was like, oh my god. 
when I heard him talk, and I went, yeah. whoa, wait, wait, what? Wait, excuse me? What? Yeah. And it worked so well. Sorry, yeah. I apologize. Like, you, you talked about Boba, and it just hit me. But continue, I apologize. Yeah, and... But the Force is what gets me. The Force stuff is what gets me. And this was featuring one of my favorite characters in Star Wars, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And and Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader and tying in the prequels and the originals in such a seamless perfect way. It's just it's just it, I think this is going to please everyone. I'd be shocked if this didn't please everyone. Um, though I am seeing some some people are saying various different things that Leo's kind of annoying. I'm seeing that go around. No, through. no. And uh, you don't need to take that back. No. <laughs> I refuse. I will. I will. I will. I will like fight for this. The reputation of this actor because absolutely phenomenal. I thought. Oh, she yeah, was I, no, I thought it was great. I thought she did a good job. And and she is like how I would see. In in honestly in in, I feel like Leia. I feel like if you thought Leia that hit Leia was kind of annoying. I feel like well, then you probably found Leia annoying in the originals because that's kind of how she was. Yeah. <laughs> you know. One hundred. And the first thing she does when she's being rescued is pretty much chastise them, chastise right. Han, and then come up with a solution for how to do it better. <laughs> yeah. That was it. That was it. So I'm just like, that's that's who the character is. But I, um, but yeah, I, I just I think this is going to be pretty universally uh, pretty universally praised. One hundred percent. I have to say, I think that. Um, it does that, like you said, that perfect combination of prequel and original trilogy. Like it's a seamless blend. I we we both love the prequel trilogy, and I think this is this is actually a very prequel trilogy focused type of yeah story and feel. And I love seeing that because for so many years, Star Wars as a whole, before Lucasfilm, and then with Lucasfilm, it felt like they were trying to avoid the prequels. Yes, they were. They were. They knew that they were more, I like reviled that that people didn't like them, that people were crapping on them, that everyone had issues with all of it. And are they great movies? No, they're not. Objectively speaking, but to see right now, like the focus and the love that Deborah Chow and this whole crew and Obi Wan has for that era, and to have it come through in this series for someone like. For you and I, who, yes, we grew up with the original trilogy, but, like, what was coming out while we were growing up, and that was the prequel trilogy. And that, that's, that was Star Wars. I mean, I, I, was, I was given both, right? I was, as I was watching the prequels yeah. in the theaters, I was also watching the original trilogies at home. But, like, that was the Star Wars. Like, that was the first was real the Star movie. Wars in the theater yeah. for us. That was my theater movie experience. And I was in awe watching the movies. So and was I, I still am in awe watching the movies. I, I listen, man. I go back and watch them all the time. Yeah, all the time. Nice. I I love it. I I absolutely love this series. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, that, and I love that the recap for this was all just prequel stuff because that is the recap. Yes. For this show, if you want to yes. understand what's going on here, watch the prequels, and you'll mm -hmm. understand what the story that's being told here. It's it's such a love letter to the prequels, and it it that yeah. that fills my heart with so much warmth. Ugh. Um, all right, so that does it for our Obi-Wan first two episodes impression. Um, you know, we're, we had to get this out as soon as we saw it because I, I didn't want to wait. 
Uh, we apparently only have five days until episode two, so that's exciting. Um, so, so I don't, I, I mean, episode three, I should say, but until the next episode, um, which I also love that they're just calling it part one, part two. I think it's very classy, by the way. Yeah, it, it just, movie. yeah, it feels like movies. They, they really do. Um, though not in length, like a certain season yeah. that dropped today, by the way, uh, in another show, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, but we, we have a lot of Star Wars content coming. Um, uh, within the next week, you'll get a, anyone listening will get another couple episodes out of us. Star Wars Celebration, we are right in the middle of it, and we are getting nothing massive, nothing jaw-dropping, but absolutely great announcements coming out of Star Wars Celebration, and we have a, a lot to talk about, and by Sunday, I'm sure we're going to have a lot more. Um, so we're actually going to be breaking those down into two episodes. We will do one for just the High Republic, because there's a lot of little tidbits to get into, a lot of different books and stories that were teased, and, and I... Because High Republic has taken up so much of our time on this show, I really wanted to dedicate an episode to just looking forward into the future of High Republic with what we got from Star Wars Celebration. Plus, also, with so many different announcements coming out of Celebration in so many different fields, TV, you know, both live-action animation, um, series, you know, series orders, and video games... Cramming all that in together might have been a lot and not felt like a very focused episode of this show. So we're going to split it into two. You'll get both of those within the next week. That's I. It, we say this multiple times on this show, Shamari, but what a time to be a Star Wars fan, my, dude, my friend. What a time. What a reminded, time. I've been reminded just about every five minutes over the last past couple of days of celebration. Like getting messy. Like, unfortunately, I haven't been able to watch any of the live streams. Right. Because I've just I was I was at work yesterday and today last night was a giant event for work also. So I just couldn't get it. Got home late today. So I haven't been watching, but I'm getting all these messages from you. I'm like, oh, damn it. Oh, I wish I was watching that. Oh, the energy is palpable, man. In these rooms. Oh, I can't wait for us to go. I cannot wait for us to go. Oh, man. Ah. I just, you know, I just I just know I have to I have to. uh have a lot of cash on me because there's so much merchandise. Oh my god, that High Republic oh. book set. I'm pretty sure I mentioned it last week, but that High Republic book set. <laughs> Alright, well, we'll have more celebration to talk about in the next few days, but until then, Shamari, plug yourself, my friends. This is not your only show. Yes, no, it is not my only show, so please check out the New Generation Podcast Network. That's NU Generation Podcast Network. I do have a Star Wars podcast on there called the imperial broadcast uh it's a show hosted by me and my uh younger brother kendall who is also a, a very big star wars fan um so we do the show as often as we can um we try to do it weekly um if not bi-weekly um but uh we do do it as often as we can so please check that out zach will be on the next one and he was on the last one though that was more of a preview to celebration and and, and uh obi-wan but check that out and he'll be back on the next one, so check that out as well. Uh, as for me, well, this is my only show. This is where you can find me, and there's no better place I'd rather be. Uh, we have more Star Wars coming up, so thank you for listening. We will see you next time, and may the Force be with you. <laughs>